fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. So this isn't anything that just is limited to the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast from myself. And this week is Dan. And some weeks it may be Dan, some weeks it may be someone else. Not that I'm replacing Dan, just he might not be available or it might be a question for someone else anyway. However, Dan is joining me for the first one. And something we have talked about a lot on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and from various people are, I do the interviews, we do the breaking news podcast, we do the update podcasts. However, some people quite like the really short podcast as well so to try out a new format i'm going to ask a question and the podcast subject for this week is literally just that question that's it might only go seven eight nine ten minutes and that's absolutely fine it's for you to digest however you want so something that has been getting me thinking recently is oh dan hi for a start hi i, I really hi. like the idea of this format and i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing different people kind of answer all these different questions and dive into them i mean i was almost just away myself there to be honest i could just answer my own question <laughs> but, then, but that's it, the kind of thing right like it's it's a we all all almost wish we could get together in a room with the rest of ufo twitter and just do this thing um yes. you know just all kind of riff on an idea for an hour with me being in control of the mute button <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I see loads of really great conversation, particularly on UFO Twitter. If you if you get past all the junk and the general chat and everything else, okay, I, I love when listeners or people who follow or just people that we interact with, they can ask some really great questions and they can really get you thinking. Sometimes it can just be something a guest says on a show in isolation and not that I go back and listen to it, but someone brings up something and I go, oh, I never thought of that or I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. And something I've been thinking a little bit about recently, and I was thinking of doing a whole show on it, and that's where the, the short format's coming in. So your feedback, folks, is really much appreciated on the new format and the shorter podcasts and stuff. The question is, what if these objects, i.e. UFOs, UAP, aren't flying in the sense that we understand? Let me elaborate then, Dan. So I'm I'm starting to think that not all, but some of these objects, when we see them, given the erratic movements, you know, the the speed or perceived speed of them, it's potential that they aren't flying. And then when we try and pigeonhole it or understand that these objects are zooming about the sky or flying through space and getting to us, that they're not doing that at all. What What are your initial thoughts on that? I'm a big fan of this idea. I, I don't know if you've read UAPtheory.com. Um, that that guy, he goes by the name of Thor. He's a very, very smart guy. Um, and he put together a really concise kind of uh, little website on, on this idea that UFOs essentially, and I use a phrase we all know from childhood, are falling with style. Um, the Buzz Lightyear classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in a similar way to how, you know, a space station will orbit by kind of being fast enough that it never kind of you know falls towards the ground um ufos would be the kind of extreme to that and able to generate their own kind of gravity while in front of them 
I don't know if you remember the a number of people have done this where they they I think it was Lazar where he put the bowling ball in the middle of the bed yeah and then yeah. the ball kind of moved towards you know it, it's a really great example of how space-time works in a kind of science communication thing but it so for also... people let me let me just say because that's sure. a really good analogy and that's the one i had noted down for the very few notes i have for this that bob lazar described that these objects are essentially always falling and what he said is if you put a bowling ball as heavy as it is uh, on a bed mattress it would be hard for you to push or move it but if you put your fist in front of the ball and you push down on the mattress or the space in front of it without touching the ball the ball will start to move forward. And if you keep moving your fist one in front of the other, the ball will perpetually move towards your fists. And he's saying that in a way, that's what these craft do is they move the space in front of them. Hence the the tilting motion that we see in the gimbal video. And also how he described some of these craft move that they tilt and then fall forward into the space. And it's how the space is manipulated that these objects can can move. That's that's essentially what you're saying yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, space-time itself, you know, even, even though we kind of look out in the universe and we're like, it's a it's a flat thing, um, space-time's curved, so you can fall along it, basically. And that's what these things seem to be doing, is using that fact to their advantage. And it's not something we can do. And you're right, from if that's what they're doing, from their perspective these crazy movements aren't crazy movements you know they're all probably sat having burgers and sandwiches or whatever um whereas we think the burgers and sandwiches are just flying everywhere inside the tic tac as it's moving and that's not the case at all you know it's just times passing differently for them um i don't know if you want to go into relativity (laughs) i mean i'm just riffing now with stuff right so there's that in, in a sense, those objects are still physically moving, potentially. And like you say, that's where the erraticness can come from. But then what if... You, you could argue they're not moving. The universe yeah, yeah. is kind of moving around them. Like, yeah, like the old, you know, Bono and the light bulb joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, so, so there's that. And it's the whole, the matrix, you know, the, what if it's not the spoon that bends, but you that bends around the spoon. Um, what also if these objects, some of them, that they, when... when I got into trouble on a iTunes review that gave me three stars because I mentioned Lou Elizondo too often, um, even though it's current affairs. So apologies, but you know, Lou mentioned on my. <laughs> well, we'll start name. talking about Mike Turba. Let's do that and see if you get yeah. more stars. <laughs> yeah. So, like Lou talked about, uh, if these craft are existing in the same time as ours, uh, is there even a possibility that there is this existing in two places at once, like just in a way that we would know it, and that when we see them appear that they're not hovering, but they could be almost somewhere flat and stationary where they are, but they appear to us to be flying up in the sky just because that's the point of our reality. They come into existing. I even start to think of things like quantum leap and, you know, you go into a chamber somewhere and if you want to talk about these things potentially being drones, that someone almost like an avatar goes into some machine somewhere and uh, a recreation or their, their avatar type craft come into a reality and that operates in a totally different way and like you say that's why we get these crazy erratic maneuvers and the, the you know the the various different ways these things tend to move because there's so many different objects that you just you, i personally feel that it's not just like the one phenomena but there's various different origins for these things as well i mean Thoughts? yeah that that would make sense if if it's 
you know, a fact of physics that you can do these things in the march of progress, you'd inevitably expect, you know, not only someone to be first to it, but for other intelligent races to make it to that technology as well, being able to manipulate that. And that's where some of them, some of them may be flying. And that's where you get various different levels of them. But then others have got to a point where they exist in a space and then they're gone. Others come into a reality and go back out. Others manipulate gravity and so on and so forth. It, it but, might um, even be a case, thinking like uh, a little division here, you know, where they kind of had that bubble and when they sent the helicopter through, it kind of yeah. changed form because it had yes. to, to operate on the other side. Could be something like that. You know, they can send over a container and then kind of like we did on Mars, that container could contain a more traditional propulsion craft that can fly around as we conventionally think about it, you know. And I like the the idea of the WandaVision thing that when it goes in, it changes to an older version, a more relatable version for the time. Essentially the TARDIS, right? (laughs) Like hiding in plain sight by changing form. Basically, yeah, and that's where, and we'll bring it back to a very recent example, uh, the last 12 hours, but we potentially have an object now on photo that George Knapp's released that has changed shape to three different forms. It it makes me curious to think what causes the form change. You know, we, we know there's like a an attachment to, to consciousness through this phenomena, so I wonder if, you know, it's receiving an input from the pilots that are viewing it and perhaps that explains why so many different forms are kind of being shown because different people have different expectations absolutely listen that's it that's all this podcast going to be it's just we talk about a question and we go from there what i'll ask is listeners if you like this let me know if you didn't let me know be polite be nice you don't you know don't shout at us however i would like people to send over or suggest their questions you know what if dot 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 and let us know what you would like to see. I would also like to hear people for the next one give us their thoughts on what if these objects aren't flying in the sense that we understand. I'll put this on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well, also at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast. And if you can just get in touch, we'll start the next show reading those out as well and sharing your thoughts, and then we'll move into the next question, and I'll share what that's going to be. Dan, thank you very much for joining me on this inaugural What If. You're you're very welcome. Just one last thing before we sign off. Um, Thinking in terms of how different people are shown different things by the phenomena, um, it, for me, links back straight to James Lukatsky, sat in the house in Skinwalker, being able to see the kind of honeycomb, you know, shape-shifting thing that Mm -hmm. no one else could see. Just a little breadcrumb there.